DOJ's response to Trump's request for those classified documents he stole in Mar-a-Lago. Surrounding the FBI search of Mar-a-Lago. Former President Trump's Florida home. It's out the case against Donald Trump. On the trove of classified documents kept at Mar-a-Lago. The former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago investigations. During the search at Mar-a-Lago. I'm already bored. <laughs> I'm already bored. You know, I have classified documents in my house, too. <laughs> Do you trust I don't you. I the don't. FBI in all this? No, because they're going to be at Pastor Toby's house pretty I, soon. Man, I, I'm losing some faith in all this. I don't know you. $27 billion. Uvalde parents are going to be suing, uh, it looks like the, the public school, school district? Rob Elementary School District, and various agencies of the federal government, whatever that means. <laughs> Is that the It's Darren Psalms Wednesday. Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, I'm the water boy. It's good to be with you. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you crack open your beer before? Before we hear the psalm, <laughs> um, it's it's Baron Psalms Wednesday. All right, guys, I mean, just, guys, there we go. Oh, I'll, guys, oh, go ahead, Pastor. Guys. You you well, you better get him dime get payments. You, mm. Dime payments. Yeah, that's what you need to hear yes, about. Hey, I do. They'll be at our conference. It's a Christian-owned processing yes. payment business. Every business needs a payment process yep. system. Go to dimepayments.com forward slash flf. And sign your business up. You know, you could mm -hmm. open a beer for me while I'm reading this. Oh, Working with them supports us. They won't cancel you like Stripe canceled President Trump. They won't cancel you like MailChimp canceled the Babylon Bee. Check them out. At least have a phone call and tell them that Cross Politics sent you. Go to dimepayments.com forward slash FLF. Mm. Isn't it wrong? I don't think we're supposed to have beer before we do we hear the no, song. No, we do. We do it every do Wednesday. We? Just play it real quick right now. Okay. Yeah, 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 I think yeah, that's a good quick. point. Just, I think, yeah. Just preview it real quick. There we, go. there we go. Psalm 110. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, cheers to the king. king. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, cheers to the king. Cheers. Would you hand me that glass? Uh, over there? Uh, can't reach you. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. That was. Uh, okay. So we covered. We, we Yesterday, we walked through the whole Texas Commission. Right. Uh, and the um, uh, study, basically, their study yeah. on what happened with the Uvalde shooting. Big fat F. Yeah. At the administration, the school administration level, yeah. at the police level, and right. and, and apparently uh, some federal agencies are going to be involved in the lawsuit. And also, also. at that, that kid's parents' level. So, and, yeah. Is that in the report? Dad, yeah, it was in the report. Remember, we, we closed yeah. out with that. That's right. Uh, Bonner and Bonner Law Firm out of California, San Francisco. Oh. Yeah, they're 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 representing the twelve families like I trust them that are suing uh, twenty seven billion dollar law lawsuit in all this, uh, which as we just mentioned, the Rob Rob Elementary School, Texas Department of Public Safety, and Chocolates elements stout. of the federal government, whatever that means. Sorry, I can't pay attention. This is good stuff. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> just you like that? <laughs> so, uh, but what where we ended up yesterday? We kind of went through the report and everything, and, and we left everybody with the question: Is um, who can we sue? Who who should the 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 families sue? Well, everybody. Should, should they be allowed everybody to sue and their the goats? Should they allowed to be school? <laughs> should they allow uh, be allowed to sue the the police for negligence and for not going in fast enough for not protecting the kids and, and so forth? And then the last question is, I, I mean, should they be able to sue the dad? You remember the report? You got the report. The report yesterday yeah. ended with talking about the breakdown of the family and all this, which was actually pretty good and how they were talking about the breakdown in the family. You, say, you mean it ended with that? No, no, no. It was it in the it, first it was, part yeah, of it. Is in, yeah. They actually have a whole breakdown on the attacker so you think they should? Family. you think they should sue the dad, Gabe? Well, I, I mean, I think I think the, the dad is uh, raised the son or didn't raise the son. He was negligent in how he raised his son. And, and I think that at some point – there's an ox going the ditch scenario, I would think, at some level an here. An ox 
goring a ditch. Goring an ox going mm. the ditch. Wow. Uh, uh, oxes wow. are welcome That's to incredible. gore dicks. That beer. This is so I messed you up. I messed you up. There's an ox goring scenario at some yeah. point that you, you'd obviously have to so, be able to demonstrate some of this, so this historically the, with the so child. So this is the principle and the, the law is that yeah. if, if it, you, you would have to have him actually shooting up a, some other school. Or, 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 at least, or at least some being, sort of criminal activity well, that's pretty consistent. Violence. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, well, well, hold on. I want to go back to the Ten Commandments here and say. Oh, you always want to go back to the Ten Commandments. <laughs> it's just so holy. And no. Religious. Why do you prefer that law over man's law? Uh, <laughs> if you got to ask that question, I'm starting to question you. I don't. It, when, when the Bible talks about honor your mother and father, it actually has a penalty for what that looks like when you don't. And when it has a trajectory that you continue to go down, that is mm-hmm. uh, a, a havoc to society. Right. And that is when you get the death penalty. So right. people don't think about this, but there is a death penalty in the lack of honoring your father and mother. Y'all saw that the Pope today tweeted out. Uh, get rid of the p- death penalty. John MacArthur, the evangelical what? Pope? <laughs> the Roman Catholic Pope. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, we don't, they're, they're, oh, man, I'm mm. sorry. I'm sorry. Anyways, the Pope the Pope he, tweeted he out. He tweeted out, let's all pray that the death the death penalty is a an attack on human dignity. Let's all pray for it to end yeah. in all the nations mm-hmm. of the world. Ignoring Genesis six. Nine, nine, six. Nine, nine six. Nine six. Right. Yeah. And, so, but you're right. Actually, there's actually a maximum death penalty sometimes yes, in cases where for rebellious children. A, a kid is yeah. like you know, a, a juvenile delinquent uh-huh. who's violent will not be corrected. I'm gonna tell you something. If I ever come home and I find that my boy has put his hands on his mama. There's gonna be some problems in the house. Yeah. First, uh, I, first I'm gonna rent my own shirt. You're gonna but call you, me. <laughs> you better call me. I, I will call you and tell you there's blood everywhere. <laughs> He's not dead, but you better get here quick. <laughs> but but seriously, but but if that has happened though, there's a failure that I have had to be able to disciple my own household, right. and yeah, there's a right. lack of faithfulness that I have that's created that environment, right. and yeah. I'm the blame, and I, I have the responsibility but, to fix that. See my but, so but I, so the, what I'm trying to say is though that inside of society when we have the failure of the home there is always signs that th- before the boy ever got to the school he was having fights with his parents right fights with his grandma that wasn't the first time they had had it mm-hmm. there was nothing done from the parental side to say this boy if we won't listen and obey the people who have authority over him in this home yep. he will be the type of person that shoots up a school yep. uh-huh. right? right he we have no virtue Huge coming breakdown from him. of the family it, it, so the report is it true, that it, it, he, is it true that the family did nothing or did they go to certain authorities and the authorities said no. what he needs is more Ritalin? No, they didn't. Well, they didn't that really is, well no, <laughs> that's actually, Pastor, you're hitting a good point. That's actually what the family did in some cases. Right. Well, more Ritalin, more therapy. That He didn't get as much therapy as they thought he should have had. Okay. Um, there was a breakdown between the mom and the son, and then that's why the son ended up with the grandmother. Mm-hmm. He was punching out walls and being physical with his right. mother. And so there was that there. Now, dad is nowhere. Yeah. Right, there's he's no. De- he's deadbeat. He's, he's he, not there's, even there's, in a situation. So it, it says, the, the report says he had no father figure. Yeah. So, but, but it's interesting. <laughs> and even, mother struggled with substance abuse. It, right. Why is the report putting in there that the house had implications on what drove the attacker yeah. to do what he did? Yeah. Even they, the they report, still, they still recognize because, that. Be, yeah, because Texas got something right. Yeah. R- right. Well. <laughs> Okay, if you, if I'm if Bare, I must play, it. are we gonna uh, do that? No, no, don't play it. Don't do that? play it. it. It's not warranted here. It's, it's not. It's not. No, it's just not. no. You're right. They don't deserve to hit. But I think you're right. And so I don't want to look past that reality and say, well, hold on, there is something here. No, yeah, and and notice this. Notice how um how how um. I can't talk. I'm sorry. The beer is that good. It's it's like I had one <laughs> sip of it. Um, how, how internally inconsistent we are. 
um, right, right. Uh, contradictory we are. We, we want to celebrate everybody expressing their sexual urges and desires all right. day long. Right. Which means you end up with fatherless boys. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's so, exactly so, what that so, means. Yeah. I mean, like, connect the dots. Those pride parades, yep. that, that tranny stuff in the yep. libraries, mm. that creates fatherless boys that that's are right. angry and confused and sad and depressed, yep. and they shoot up schools. Yeah. Uh, and so, so just in the breakdown, the factual conclusions from the committee, mm-hmm. here's the things that they outline as problematic. Communication and lockdown alerts. Yep. That right. effect of bailouts. Doors and locks. You know, they go through and they say, what's the other things they have here? Rob Elementary had a culture of noncompliance with safety policies. So they're going to go through and break down. If it's right to go through and break down all the failures of the school, interior classroom doors had problems, exterior doors had problems. The police. We we uh, talked about that yesterday. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) But but my point is this. Look, even in the last, I'm bringing this up again just as a review. In the last part of the document, they say that the police chief Chief Arenado did not actually exercise tactical and in, uh, in, in, tactical incident command over the uh, the Bortac team. Yeah. So if you're going to bring that up to say that there was massive failures and how they protected the school, you have to bring to the, the What's table. What's the penalty? Is there a penalty? There, there? is no in, yeah. in here. It's not like well, and the family refused to raise a citizen for society that would be helpful and beneficial and love their neighbors. Right. That has to be part of of the the failure of what happened here. Part of what we also got to distinguish is the difference between moral culpability and criminal culpability. Yeah. So that's That's why I'm not Uh I'm not I'm absolutely convinced of the fathers and the family's moral culpability. Yeah. Uh Uh, they, They need they need to be. Um, covered in sackcloth and ashes, tore their clothes, yep. repenting to their neighbors that they raised a kid. Th- that, that they raised a kid that did this in the yep. society. They ought to be doing that. Yep. Um, that's it's morally culpable. Yeah. But I, I'm not sure it's criminally culpable. I mm-hmm. think the direct cause. So back to the ox goring situation. Yep. Um, I, I don't. I don't think that applies here. But right. I would say that the uh, the negligence of the police force and the, those who are in charge of the police the the school. Yeah. That, that's that seems to be um, a real negligence, yeah. and that would seem to then um, give uh, the right that there ought to be restitution done. Yeah. So, so you believe that the families have legitimate reason to sue the Texas yeah. De- Department of Public Safety and the school? Yeah, and uh, and all in Planned Parenthood and Pride festivals everywhere. Uh, wait, I'm, wait, I'm kidding. Wait, wait. But I, I'm just, I, I, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. I see what you're saying. But, yeah. I, it's all connected. But um, my my point is, I, and I don't know what the number is. So I mean, like that number billion. I don't know where they got that number right, from. Right. What does that even represent? Well, that, twelve families. Yeah, I know. But is it? I, I don't know where they get that yeah, from. Right. Um, right. And I don't know what our precedent is for deciding uh, um, adequate damages. But I would oh, say, oh, I can come up with a few. But, but I, yeah, but I, I would say <laughs> that's the that's the biblical principle. The biblical right. principle yeah. would be you've deprived us. Of these human beings mm-hmm. who are are useful parts of our family and our and our community, and it's it's harmed our well being and our families, right. um, and there would be damages related to that. So Margot Cleveland has a, a great um, uh, take on the whole Trump Marlago. Marlago. Margot. Don't don't be confused. Margot has a great take on Marlago. Yes. Hey, hey, follow. follow We should have have Margo on. Now, now, just to go back real quick, August 8th, Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago house was raided. Okay, and it was raided on the basis of two affidavits. Uh, One affidavit's basis was the Presidential Records Act, and the other one was the Espionage Act. And Margo kind of of goes through and notes for the um, the Presidential 
uh, Act, the Presidential Records Act, there's actually no criminal penalties associated with the Presidential Records Act. Yeah. Okay? It's just no a, criminal penalty. It's more like – It's an administrative it, thing. It's an administrative thing. And apparently judges have left up to the president's – there's a difference between private information and presidential information. Right. And that definition of what's private, they've kind of just let the president kind of ha- take that right. – the charge of that. What Until definition? Until now. One, <laughs> one of the uh, things that Margot pointed out in one of her articles at The Federalist, which mm-hmm. I we recommend you go check out, yes. yeah. um, was that apparently when Obama left office, he took like a, like several truckloads of papers with him. Yeah, right. And was in communication with the records, op- the Federal Records Office right. for a number of months until they finally figured out, like, apparently Obama has, like, a former president's little mini museum in Chicago, and he's, like, got a bunch of his records there or something yeah. like that. And it was just like, oh, yeah, we'll work with you. And it was, like, yeah. months of it. And, and and the FBI never got called once. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> and so that's – obviously, so there's they were working with the, the, the Presidential Records Act in the, in the yeah. Historical Archives Society or, or – organization right uh that's in charge of all this they were working records administration yeah they were working with trump and then they finally it's it it appears to me that something went south between the national archive and trump and then well you know they 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 got pointed out margo pointed out that the guy that's the head of the national archives who just recently retired apparently is on record saying he that january 6th was the worst day of his life Mm. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a good, there's at least a prima facie a argument good reason. That, yeah. that he already had a chip on his shoulder, and he's like, huh? You, yeah. You, and if and if Trump was being at all challenging working with him at all, it wouldn't take but much to, to, to get push. him to push him over. Mm-hmm. So, but what's more interesting is that the FBI used the Espionage Act to go after Trump to you to, as the basis of one of the affidavits, and the Espionage Act. Um, this is what this is crazy. This is um, this is I just. Cannot trust the FBI. I'm having such a hard time trusting the FBI from the last number of years. I had, I mean, I've doubted the FBI since Woodrow Wilson. And Woodrow, you weren't even alive. Then. I wasn't even alive then. And you were and doubting it. Then. I was like, <laughs> 1915. Come on. Mm. Um, but but here's what's crazy. So they they had, and this is you know, the Margo's kind of piecing this together with the yeah. unredacted aff- areas of the affidavit that you could read. By the way, all the classified papers I have are heavily redacted. Yeah, that's right. All right. <laughs> so they, just like that, exactly. Those are mine. I to use the Espionage Act, they had to say that some of the documentation that Trump had fall, fell under the National Defense Information. They're the categorizes NDI. Yeah, that, National mm, Defense it has Information has to fall under that in order yep. to fall under the, to the Espionage Act. Act. For them to say that Trump potentially had NDI information, right? They, an FBI agent signed the search warrant that signed the search warrant of the affidavit, attested to the basis of of his training and experience. From his training experience, he knows that documents classified at these levels typically contain NDI information. Typically, that's that's how they yeah, use the Espionage yeah, Act right, as the basis right, for the second right. affidavit. Who's this judge? And remember, the judge was remember, a former Epstein wind, friend, windmill, friend of, or friend like of Epstein. That. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. This is like, and if you remember the whole Russia Gate thing, yeah, that they used uh, FISA, FISA courts. Oh yeah. yeah, right. And they used like for the for the dossier, for dossier files, and they, they used they like information to a newspaper that, that yeah. they used with the court. In order Yahoo to get, News. You remember that? In order to get, they leaked information to order, Yahoo News, yeah. and then they used that information they got from Yahoo News and said, hey, judge, sign look, this. Look. Sign this. And that's what they've done here with the espionage act and the FBI yeah, yeah. is they used one of their own people right. to testify based on 
his experience that yeah. that information it probably includes NDI information that Trump. You know, has. we had FBI at the Grace Agenda block party. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Right. They were probably looking for my um, I, I've, classified I've, papers. I've had. Who uh, are you and why are you here again? Uh, no, no names here, but I've had some FBI agents call me. About all that, I don't. So I don't. I haven't. They, they, they did their homework and found out who's who. I haven't. So I don't you know. know nothing about yeah. it. Yeah. My Kinda name's funny. Bennett. I ain't in it. Um, <laughs> so here's some things though that. So as I'm going through this thing with Margot Cleveland, she has. I let me just give you guys a title of the article because this is fantastic. It's some of the best writing that I've seen on it. Its title is "Redacted Margot uh, Redacted Mar-a-Lago <laughs> Affidavit Confirms Biden's DOJ Fished for a Crime to Pin on Trump." Yep. And. And I don't think I remember we had Margot on the show. Um, she wasn't a huge Trump fan. I don't think no. she's a huge Trump fan. I think she's no. just a person who does. I, she's a good lawyer. I think she's and a, and a journalist. And a journalist. And, a, and, a journalist and, at the and same actually time. trying to give us good information. Yeah. But here's something that I was thinking about. You know, this isn't just an average Joe walking down the street. We're talking about a president of the United States. Right. And so for somebody to go and create a affidavit. To be able to get inside the president's private dwellings yeah. to get information means that they better have their I's dotted and T's crossed. Yeah, but right. they, but they actually had their T's dotted and their I's crossed <laughs> this time. It was, That's, it was you know, one of the other things that Margo points out in one of the articles I read is, you know, you know, because he's a pro- former president, his residence is heavily guarded. Yeah. Probably one of the safest places on planet Earth. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like they, they are like it's. Like, I mean, he's made a big point, big point about this. That's like under lock and key in safes. Yeah. And there's, you know, Secret Service um, agents, agents around the house. Like, yeah. Like all over the place. Yeah. It's one of the safest. Like the whole argument, like this is, you know, this is dangerous. Uh, state secrets, you know, yeah. might be. I mean, no, it's being it's under lock and key. And there's like yeah. people there risking their lives to protect it all. Yeah. So, so one of the things that I've learned from just how law enforcement works and how the courts work, I think it's easy for a lot of people to make the assumption that the courts are absolutely gone um, and that the law enforcement is absolutely depraved and it's all messed up. Yeah. I, I even want to feel that way in a lot of ways. But I think what we have to look at is what we have are people individuals who don't have virtue right. and those individuals falsify documents to judges right. that believe mm-hmm. their, the falsification right. and mm-hmm. then creates a domino effect down the road that makes us look at all of our institutions and say they're polluted. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's an accident. I think part of the, the play here, ultimately the, the big right. picture right. is for individuals to right. look at their institutions and say the institutions are absolutely depraved, broken and uncapable. Mm-hmm. And so let's revolt against them. I think, you're right, I think there's an attitude to say, no, the institutions can't be restored, can't be rebuilt. And so what we need to do is have, we have the social justice movement on one side wanting yeah. a revolution and we have this other group, right. libertarians, Soros, Soros, radical libertarians, your Soros influence okay, okay, that okay. wants to have another okay. revolution on the yeah. other side of institutions. I want to say, step yeah. back for right. a moment. You're, I, you're right. You know, I think to pull a word from Trump, there are good people on both sides. I'm not talking about. Are you talking Charleston? <laughs> but what I want to say is that what happens is a little, a few bad apples in, down here yep. can make Breonna Taylor situation. Right. This we're back here again, right? Right. right. We have these two detectives falsifying information right. to be able to get with the this no, affidavit, no knock warrant, to get a no knock warrant right. on our house, right. uh-huh. and. The social justice movement, in one case, I think, are kind of these guard dogs. I think so there's some real stuff going on, and some people are seeing a problem, yep. but they're assessing it wrong. Right. And then they say it's all race. And what do we yeah. run and do? Ah, right. oh, it's not race. Right. But there was a problem with 
the virtue of the right. individual. Right. There was real injustice that happened. Yes. But if all you think about is race, then you'll, you'll miss, you'll the, miss the, the meat. That's same, right. Same thing with a lot of the abuse watchdogs, the Me Too stuff. They, they, they yeah. found some real gnarly stuff. That's right. There's some real gnarly leaders out there that yeah. need to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. They didn't go after all of them. And they, no, yeah. but, but that's the thing is, is because if you, if you set it up in Marxist categories, that's right. you set it up in critical race, that's critical right. yeah. um, uh, um, um, theory yeah. Yeah, yeah. categories where it's all about um, power and weakness. Right. Um, uh, then you're not going to, you're not going to see the world rightly. What that's you right. need is you need biblical categories of justice and recognize that. Yeah, there really are bad guys that need right. to be got. Right. And I think that what we see here happening is we see some of this. We see, yeah. and I, w- I want to put this back again at the home. If we are not raising people of virtue in our own homes, right. when we send them out, what do you think we're going to get? Right. Right. We're going to get people who don't know what virtue looks like. You're going to get Uvalde. Right. We, we, yeah. Well, yeah, and F, and corrupt FBI and agents. a bunch right. of guys right. who some aren't corrupt that are just following right. the guys right. who are poisoning right. the system. Well, well I mean, when you defend Planned Parenthood and you put cops around Planned Parenthood for fifty uh, years, right. you get this. Right. When you defend right. the hospitals right. that are mutilating young women right. and boys, right. you're going to get this. Right. Or I mean, even even the defense of these public schools. I want them to be safe, of course. Yeah. But these public schools, all, they're they are absolute um, uh, factories. Yeah. Of this kind of atheistic worldview. Yes. Like conservatives need to stop sending their kids to public schools just because they don't have drag queens yet, just because they're not doing perverse sex education classes yet. Mm -hmm. Here's the bottom line. If they're trying to teach your kid all day long that they can do history, science, math, literature, and not thank God for them all, all day long. You're raising atheists. That's right. And <sighs> those atheists will one day say, you know what? Mm-hmm. What is virtue? Yeah. Might makes right. Yeah. You know, the strongest survive. Speaking of atheists, Boniface Woodworking exists for those who enjoy shopping with integrity. Who want to buy handmade wooden furniture, gifts, and heirloom items that will last for generations? Oh, me. For generations. All right. Atheists don't understand it. From dining tables, the atheists want your kids for generations. From dining Ooh. tables and church pulpits, cigar humidors, and everything in between, quality pieces that you can give your children's children to them, to the roots, and transcend the basic function of whatever they are. So start voting with your dollars, amen, and stop buying cheap crap from people who hate you. Visit BonifaceWoodworking.com to see our gallery, to see their gallery, and learn their story, and submit your order for heirloom quality wood items. And we got we got some, you know, Thanksgiving coming up, Christmas coming up. You put your order in, because yeah. he'll, he'll build it. It's great. Yeah. Psalm of the day is Psalm 110. You guys know Psalm 110 is the psalm that is quoted the most in the New Testament, I wow. do not. I know that now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. It's uh, it's short and sweet and punchy. Paul quotes it multiple times. We're gonna sing it uh, at the Fight Life Feast Conference. Yes, we are. This is on mm-hmm. our Psalm list. Aaron Snell is gonna be there. He's gonna be there in Knoxville mm-hmm. with us. Mm-hmm. The Lord said to my Lord, "Sit thou at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies." Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power and the beauty of holiness from the womb of the morning. Thou hast the dew of thy youth. The Lord hath sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord at thy right hand shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the heathen. He shall fill the places with dead bodies. Mm. He shall wound the heads of many countries. He shall drink of the brook in the way, and he shall lift up 
the head. Mm. Jesus famously references this psalm when asking the Pharisees what they made of the Messiah, and specifically, whose son is he? The Pharisees knew their catechism and said, it's the son of David. And then Jesus agreed and asks, but about this psalm, why does David call him my Lord then? Mm-hmm. In terms of honor, even a crowned king would defer to his father or his grandfather as his Lord and call him Lord, not the other way around. Why is David calling his descendant Lord? The Pharisees dared not answer Jesus. The clear indication is that the Messiah will be the son of David, but greater than David. That's right. And in Mark's gospel, it says that when the common people heard him say that, they were glad. Likewise, Peter quotes this psalm in his Pentecost sermon, arguing that Jesus proved to be the greater son of David when he rose from the dead, since David didn't rise from the dead. It's a pretty good argument, actually. (laughs) Paul alludes to this psalm when he says that Jesus has risen from the dead and must put down all rule and authority and power and reign until he's put all his enemies under his feet, 1 Corinthians 15. Hebrews contrasts Jesus with angels, quoting this psalm, sit at my right hand. Till I make your enemies thy footstool. Has he ever said that to an angel Not before? To the angels. In fact, Psalm 110 is the most quoted psalm in the New Testament, and verse 1 is quoted the most. But verse 4 is also quoted several times in the book of Hebrews, referring to the priesthood of Jesus according to the order of Melchizedek. The psalm also alludes back to Genesis 3, where God promises a great war between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. Ultimately, the seed of the woman will crush the head of the, of the seed of the serpent. So here, the Messiah is said to wound the heads of many countries. The rod of the Messiah's rule reminds us of Psalm 2, where the kings of the earth are warned to kiss the sun lest he smash them to pieces like potter's vessels. But the central way Jesus strikes down the devil and all his offspring and smashes their heads is through the cross and the word of that cross that goes out of his mouth. John says that he appeared to take away our sins. Just, and just a few verses later, he says he appeared to destroy the works of the devil. And both those go together. When Jesus was lifted up, he was lifted up just like the serpent in the wilderness. So the serpent was crushed on the cross in the death of Jesus. And this is because the power of the serpent is accusation. But all the accusations that could ever be brought against us were nailed to the the cross, it says in Colossians 2. But this means the power of all of Satan's seed, all those rulers that rise up against Christ, is in guilt, shame, and accusation. Mm -hmm. The power of the Great Reset, the power of Biden, the power of crony capitalists, corrupt Republicans, plant parenthood, and all the enemies of Jesus is all satanic. And that means that it only has the power of accusation. And this is why the cross crushes all their heads. The cross is the end of all accusation. The cross is the end of all condemnation. The cross is inescapably political, but it's not political like a bunch of Americans think. It's political precisely because it disarms all fleshly tyrannical power. Mm -hmm. It sets men and women free by setting them free from their sins, free from every accusation, all shame. And that freedom is true spiritual power and authority that always builds cultures of liberty. Mm. There's your Psalm of the Day. Psalm 110. Wow, we're going to sing this at the conference, huh? I can't wait for that. Gabe, what are you thinking about? You're in deep thought. Uh, yeah, I got uh, just a number of thoughts. I mean, we got to close out, but, yeah. you know. You going to hit me with something for the backstage? Oh, oh do we want to go backstage? Yeah, this? let's go back. Yeah, let's I think do Why not? A yeah. little bit. Let's little do bit. it. I just, okay. I just don't think Christians Probably. think enough about what drives fleshly politics. Mm. Fleshly politics, the politics of this world is, the Bible teaches, is driven by accusation, guilt, and shame. That's right. Yeah, that's that's the power. That's the yeah. currency that drives it all. And I don't uh-huh. think people understand when you preach the cross. Yep. That's preaching the end of that kind of power. Yeah. Is it Rush Judy's book, the guilt of the the politics of guilt manipulation? Politics of guilt and pity. The guilt and pity. That's what it is. Okay, yeah. we'll talk a little bit about that backstage. Yeah. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. 
Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. This last part. Hear that organ? So good. That's got some testosterone in it right there. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross-politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency. This is where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day? Too white. Mother's Day? Way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday! <laughs> Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work.